Welcome to Exodus, California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus, California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Welcome to Exodus, California, moving to Tennessee. I am your host, Joanne Kraft, and I am here with my co-host and husband, Paul Kraft. Hey, y'all. Today, we're going to be talking about something a little less research-oriented and a little more subjective. The topic of our episode today is called, What's Your Why? And everybody has one. You always have a why for whatever it is that you do, why you took that job, why you went to that school. Uh, so everybody has a why for whatever they do. And the question for this podcast for you guys to answer for yourselves, because we can't answer it for you, is what's your why? Why do you want to leave California? Why do you want to move to another state, whether that's Tennessee or Texas? What's your why? For those of you who may not, some of you may, or you can kind of think of this podcast as what's your objective? What are your objectives? And a lot of times that may help you fill in the blank. For us, I thought it would be helpful. Of, I thought it would be helpful to share a few of our, a few of our objectives, a few of our whys as to why we moved to Tennessee uh, ten years ago. Yeah, because we want to just try and help you guys make the decision that's best for you and your family. And some of you are are in the same situation we were in, and and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what does Tennessee have to offer me? And and so we're hoping that by telling you our whys, they might answer some of the questions that you have. And I think, too, some of the whys that we're going to discuss today uh, may be encouraging as I guess for those of you who are sitting there going, you know, maybe I've missed it. Maybe it's too late for me to leave. I did a little bit of an alliteration for our whys. It's real fancy. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, So I figured kind of our three whys fell under these three words, family, future, and funds. Sure. All right. That sound okay? So to kind of share a little bit of our backstory, for those of you who've been told just to listen to this podcast, listen to it, uh, you don't know our story, which is in episode one. Actually, if you've been honest and listened to all the podcasts in the order in which we've distributed them, then you do know this story and this would be repetitive. I'm trusting all of you are honest. I guess to kind of backtrack just a little bit before we talk about the three things that made us move here. Uh, You do need to understand, those of you, that we are here not just to help encourage you and to give you information, but we do have a real estate company. Maplewood Realty is our real estate company, and we specialize in helping you make Tennessee home. Because if you get to Tennessee, and the number one question people have is, where am I going to live? Because if you have the greatest job in the world and you live in the greatest city in the world, but you don't have a, a roof over your head, it makes everything more difficult. And trust me, fellas, your wives are going to want a roof over your head. Your kids are going to want a place to stay. So, Yeah, absolutely. So our three whys, first off would be our family. We have four children. And at the time we were thinking of moving to Tennessee, our kids ranged in age, I'd say from 10 to 20, maybe. Our oldest was just about graduated from college. And then our other three kids were in different different ages from uh, grammar school all the way to just about graduating high school. And so 
our kids were one of the biggest motivators for us because at the time, and Paul will answer this probably a little differently than I will, at the time, just watching so many people mm. that were re retiring, at the time, watching so many people that were retiring, moving out of state, watching so many jobs that, uh, you know, kids used to work at. Now we were seeing adults working at those jobs. The future for our children looked a lot more dim, I would say. Well, we also looked at what we saw other families doing whose kids were, you know, a little bit older than ours. And we saw almost to a T that all those kids moved out of state and went someplace else because they couldn't afford California. And so they decided, hey, we're going to go someplace else. And then what we saw too was those kids tended to stay in those states. And so we thought, well, uh, why don't we go ahead and, and move now, let our kids get a foundation underneath them, let them get established in the community, and then launch out from there. And so that was one of the big motivating factors for moving to Tennessee. We had never moved out of state. We were, we'd never known anything else then California. And I think fourth generation, I don't know how you'd even count it. Gen we were, we, all we knew was California. And our, our two youngest kids had never known any other house than the one with we were living in when we decided to move. So for our two youngest kids, that was, that was it. That was all they'd known. And even our two older kids had some, some vague memories of when we lived in the Bay area, but for the most part, where we lived in Northern California, just outside Sacramento, that was the only home that our kids had really known. That's where they all grew up. And and so that was uh, that was tough, but we had to focus on what's the better opportunity, not what's our current situation. I'd say one other thing too about our kids. We wanted to leave with our kids instead of leaving the state without them. And for our kids, we just didn't want them to have the student debt that it seemed that seemed to be happening for all of our a lot of our friends and their families just to see how hard other families were working when their kids did graduate college kids were moving back home with their families for lengths of time it wasn't just a summer to get their you know to get on their feet these kids were moving in with parents because these young adults i shouldn't say kids these young adults couldn't afford to buy homes. And so we were looking at all of these things and that really factored in to our why. Well, we also looked at how hard it is to get started in California for our kids, how, you know, they would come out of college. And so, yes, they've got this student loan debt. And then on top of that, now they've got to try to, you know, live either in the Sacramento area or the Bay Area, because that's where the jobs predominantly are. And they're having to struggle in that economy with trying to buy a house. And and we thought, you know, why are we going to saddle our kids with this burden to make their lives so much more difficult? Because one of the things we don't necessarily think about is what are the missed opportunities by staying in California, right? We look at the things we're going to leave behind, but one of the things that people don't tend to focus on is what opportunities am I missing out on by staying in my current situation? So our kids were a huge factor. Again, four children, three at the time we had we had control over what they wanted to do pretty much. They were underage at the time when we made this decision. And so if you haven't heard our story, go back to episode one. I highly encourage you to do that. I think it would encourage you. And then, so after family, do you think that's pretty much everything about our kids before we move on? Well, and it ended up, I mean, it ended up working out too, because our kids are all still here. Um, they're all in Tennessee. So they're, you know, within a couple hours of where we currently live, but our older children who now do have the mobility to go someplace else, they've decided to make Tennessee home. And so uh, it's worked out from that standpoint. Also, after we moved here, you know, Tennessee passed Tennessee Promise. So our kids that graduated from a high school in Tennessee got to go to community college. 
and there was no tuition. It wasn't free to them. It was prepaid by the taxpayer, but it didn't cost anything extra for them to go to school. So all those things really helped out and gave them a leg up on their future goals and dreams or whatever that may be. And real quick, before you think we didn't have any family besides our four children, we have a big family in California, lots of relatives in California. And so it wasn't an easy decision for me to say goodbye to my grandma and my aunts and my dad and stepmom. But but the thing was, it, it, we knew it was the right choice, at least to try it for two years. But when I say family, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of people that are leaving right now, they're leaving their families and coming out just maybe a couple, maybe just the grandparents are coming. And we like to say, you're not leaving, you're leading. Because now 10 years later, after we've been here, we have what, 21 relatives here. Yeah. I mean, once you're here, you'll find that, you know, kids will come visit once or twice or other family will come visit once or twice just to be nice to you, you know, to come see what you're doing. And after they're here for a day or two and they start looking around with you and seeing the lifestyle that you're leading here, they they tend to go, hmm, maybe I should check it out. So Jen has, you know, a three-visit rule. She figures by the time somebody's visited here three times, they're ready to move. And one of the other things we've noticed, too, that when, you know, we have clients that come out and look and we show them around real estate. And when initially they start out, they're like, well, you know, our timeline's six months to a year. We're not sure. Usually about the second day they're back in California, they call us up and say, find me a house. I'm ready to go. So everybody seems to accelerate their timeline. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent of everybody we've ever worked with has accelerated. Well, some have chosen to stay behind. and But for different reasons. That's true. That's usually, but we can, yeah. we're going to talk about those reasons in another episode. But yeah, your family, yeah, we understand the pull with your family, but we also understand that you know, Tennessee sells itself. If I could just give one bit of wisdom to those of you who are saying, I can't leave because all my grown kids won't come here, you know, um, just remember, Tennessee sells itself. Stop trying to convince them of something that you've already decided to do and allow them just to come visit you a little bit. I, I really believe you'll be sending me an email saying, Joanne, you were right. So sex, so... Family, future, and fun. So number two, it would be future. Uh, when I say future, I mean Tennessee really lined up with our political and our religious beliefs. Well, we also, I mean, you don't have to be a, a major political scientist person to see the writing on the wall in terms of the different viewpoints that government had in California and Tennessee in terms of their involvement in people's lives, how big government should be, how much money government should take. Uh, and so it really kind of aligned more with the, hey, we're looking at Tennessee and no state income tax, limited government, part-time legislature. They're not, they're not passing or looking to pass laws 24-7. Um, the idea that, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, allow people to live their lives. We're not going to overregulate everything. Now, it's not anarchy out here. It's not that there's no laws. It's just that the philosophy of Tennessee government really is more small government, limited government involvement in our lives, and looking out for individual freedoms. Uh, you can kind of see that in the the COVID thing where Tennessee passed a law that said employers and, and businesses are not allowed to ask your vaccine status uh, for COVID. And why should they? They don't ask for vaccine status for any other virus or disease or anything else. And so why does COVID get singled out? It makes no sense. And so Tennessee legislature said, yeah, we're not going to allow that. Um, but, you know, we're still, you know, believe that 
you know, you have the the freedom here to do a lot of the things that you don't have in California, and, and the Tennessee legislature is going to kind of stick up for those. Yeah, and when you say political beliefs, I think to kind of wrap that around back to family and our kids, we knew that if our kids wanted to be small business owners, if they were entrepreneurial, I mean, they were still growing up at the time, we knew that they had a better opportunity of doing those things here. Oh, the number of businesses that I personally saw go out of business in California because of government regulation and government involvement was terrible. And the the worst horror story, of course, you know, there's different levels, but the worst one was I had a client that ran a business in California that in Sacramento that manufactured a product. This is pre-COVID years. This, no, this is, is going back to like 15, 2008, yeah, 2009. Like 15 years ago. And uh, and there were two, well, there were several different agencies that regulated his business. Two of them, two of the agencies were environmental type agencies. And both agencies came in and told my client that you had to manufacture the product in this certain way. But- Agency A said to do it this way and agency B said to do it this way. And there was no way for him to do it and comply with either one. So no matter what he did, he was in violation of the law. He was subject to being fined. And that's what happened. He got fined by one of the agencies. And he said, well, if I do what you want, I'm in violation with the other agency. And so finally, he just, you know what he said? He said, forget it. I'm done. Closed up shop, moved out of state. And that was it. And and that was strictly because of government regulation. He loved what he did, but he opened up shop someplace else. So... Second future, that would be our political beliefs and our our religious beliefs, which here we are in a culture that we can have our religious beliefs. And, you know, I can put a Bible on my desk and not be written up at work. Well, and it's not just finding a state that aligns with our religious beliefs. It's finding a state that allows us to have our religious beliefs without feeling like we're, we're being uh, persecuted or singled out. So, yeah, for example, you could go into a government agency here and there might be a sticker on a desk that says Jesus is Lord. And then at a, across the, the aisle from that person might be another a sticker that says, you know, Darwin was right. And we aren't mutually triggered and, and we're not all running to HR to file a complaint. Hey, look, that's great. You've got your beliefs. Don't push them on me. I've got my beliefs. I won't push them on you. But mainly wanted to be in a state where we were allowed to have those viewpoints and discuss them openly and not feel like, oh, well, if I say A, B, or C, I'm going to get fired. Uh, that's just not the environment we wanted to be in. And I'd say in California, the coexist stickers, you see a lot more of those than Jesus is Lord stickers. And in Tennessee, you see a lot more Jesus is Lord oh, um, more than coexist stickers. Yeah. It's just, you know, we just are allowed to have our beliefs here. It is no secret that Tennessee is the belt buckle, the Bible belt. Um, so that is a big influence in the culture. And yes, a lot of people go to church on Sundays. And one of the first questions you're going to get asked is, a lot. where do you go to church? <laughs> and if you say, I don't have a church yet, you're going to get invited to church. And so it but is in part a of the culture. Way. It's, yeah. not, it's a very kind way. Hey, come with us. Well, here's an example. In our neighborhood today, they're having a, right now, the I believe in the Hindu religion, they do this colorful celebration. Well, in our neighborhood at the community pool, they're doing a colorful celebration. And we don't have protesters out there. There's nobody trying to shut them down. Nobody's running around going, oh, I'm triggered and separation of church and state and all. No, hey, you know what? That's awesome. I want to see what you're celebrating. I want to learn more about your your culture and, and what you're doing. And that's awesome. Celebrate your faith. Celebrate those things. But likewise, I want that same respect coming back at me too. And I feel like we get that in tennis. We have mutual respect for each other's positions. So third, would I just use funds <laughs> because it matched. Economy didn't. Money well, didn't. Fortune. 
fortune. Oh, no. Anybody who's listening that needs a gift for Joanne, a thesaurus would be great. Very funny. So family, and I'm the author. Between the two of us, which one has written more words, right? Family, future, and? Funds. Fortune. Well. Okay. So family, future, and? Okay, fortune. So to kind of talk about that a little bit, there's no doubt that when you're in California, you look at Tennessee, you know, a lot of you go to sleep at night looking at Zillow and looking at your dream home and and knowing the prices of your homes in California, most of us, you know, that's how we are going to purchase something in Tennessee. And your money is definitely going to go farther in Tennessee than it is in California at this point. The thing is, um, you're watching it right now. You're seeing things a little bit, I'd say, shrink. You know, you're going, oh, I used to be able to look at the house on 40 acres. Now that house is on 10 acres, five acres, one acre. And so you're seeing things go up in price. But but even back then, to kind of go back to what I was trying to say, back then we're like, okay, things like, I'll just say what you told me. You said, oh, air conditioning. You can crank that up all day long, Joanne. If you want to, go for it. Well, and you have to look again. This comes back to the philosophy of government. And the way the Tennessee Tennessee legislature looks at small businesses and the wealth that's generated by that and the income that you make is that is yours. And we need a really good reason to take it from you. And it better be something that supports the general welfare. So, for example, we have roads here. We have great roads here. We have great roads and highways. Those are paid for by taxpayer dollars. We have fire departments and police departments here. Those are paid for with taxpayer dollars. What we don't have is a bullet train to the middle of nowhere. And so it comes down to the philosophy of, hey, that's yours, and we're going to honor and respect that. So, for example, we recently got rid of our smog check requirement here in Tennessee because the Environmental Protection Agency, the federal government agency, said that we met air quality standards. So we no longer have to have a smog check here. Our smog checks were $9. And the guy that headed up the program and was one of the driving factors behind shutting it down said, I'm happy we're able to alleviate that financial burden on families. That's the <laughs> philosophy here. $9 a year is a financial burden because you know why? It's the government taking it from you. So if you're making $20 an hour to use simple math, you spent the first half hour of the year working to pay for a smog check. Again, it's not a huge burden, but that's the philosophy of government. Whereas California looks at the taxpayer as an endless ATM machine that they can make continual withdrawals from over and over and over. And that's the philosophy of government. We'll just continue to tax, raise fees. For example, California modified their smog check rules where you don't need to get your car smogged up to a certain age. But once it does reach a certain age, you still don't have to get it smog checked. You can pay a smog abatement fee. So you can pay $25 to avoid your smog check. Well, what is that exactly doing? I mean, is a $25 reducing the amount of smog my car is putting out? No, it's just a way for California to take more money to put into their coffers to fund government programs that don't do anything for the general taxpayer. So funds or fortune, whichever word you chose to go with, uh, it was very valuable to us to be able to come here and, and we figured our first two years were going to be an adventure. That's what we planned. And so we rented a house. And at the time, we didn't know we'd be staying here 100%. We were pretty sure we'd be staying, but we we really were on the fence a little bit. And so that was the safe route for us. I would not recommend renting if you can help it, because it wouldn't be something I'd tell my grown and married kids to do if they were coming here to visit or think they were staying, uh, because rents are just not... They're pretty cost prohibitive here. It, they're not that much cheaper. So all that to say, 
it was very easy for me on the home side of things to see how much more I could get in a house than I could in California. And we loved our home in California. Uh, we really did. It wasn't the cost to acquire the house, but the maintenance on the house in terms of like Jim mentioned earlier, the utility costs, property taxes, insurance. Gas. All of these things, yeah, the, the, the cost of, to put a gallon of gas in your car, all these things start to add up. And then what I started doing when I was here for a while, I'm thinking, why am I paying all these taxes in California? Because Tennessee roads are way better than California roads. So what exactly are my California taxes going for? And are schools here, by and large, are better than schools in California? So what exactly am I paying taxes for? So when you have all these different things that start to add up, you're, you think to yourself, yeah, why am I doing that? The other aspect of that, too, was because of where we're located, and this is more of a geographic thing than as a government or a political thing, we're just close to everything. So it gave us more opportunities to, like, for example, go to New York, which is like an hour and 10 minute flight. We're able to go to Orlando. It's an hour flight. The Florida beaches are an eight hour drive. Chicago's an eight hour drive. So being here opened up those opportunities so we could actually take vacations without having to budget quite such a large amount. So that goes back to my word should be funds because that should be a vacation fund. See, we had more room for a vacation fund. I see what you're doing there. You're taking one word and using it twice. Yeah, All right. pretty cool. Yeah, I like the economy of scale. <laughs> but so funds, that, that opened up the opportunities for us. That includes, it was just kind of a domino effect. This is where we say it's a long game. When we got here, we didn't know for sure, but then we're like, okay, let's rent. And then we're like, oh, we really, wow, we're cer certainly going to buy. And then we had more funds, which meant we saved money from college. We saved money for lots of things so we could do more things here. And, you know, we also, when we first moved here, did not have the benefit of an outstanding podcast hosted by two very entertaining people to tell us about the state of Tennessee so that we could be better educated when we got here. Mm, you're cute. So That was a shameless plug. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So let me, let me add on to that. If you guys are looking for a great real estate team to help you make Tennessee home, look up maplewoodrealty.net and we will get in touch with you and help you guys navigate not only your move, but maybe answer questions, give you a little bit more hope and understanding about what it looks like to move your family from California to Tennessee. And as we say several times, our goal is not to get you guys into the area we like or into the house we like or to convince you to do something that we like. Our goal is to help you make the best informed decision for your family and provide you with information. You may listen to this podcast and go, you know what? California is a place for me to be. You might listen to this podcast and go, hey, you know what? Tennessee's not it, but maybe it's Texas. Our goal is for you to create a better future for yourself and your family, See, whatever that looks like. I think this is more of a rescue mission. This is a rescue mission. I don't know how much, I mean, think about it. We are helping people to see, or I'd say dream a little bigger. I would agree. Rescue mission. That's what I, I called it. So real quick, I wanted to kind of swing back around to what's your why? What's your objective? We told you how ours went. First, family. It was our kids. Second, it was the future for our kids and ourselves. And third, it was financial. And financially, you need to understand. It, we, We've abandoned funds and fortune. Now we're going financial. Well, <laughs> exactly. So I can't think of which is the right word to use. Uh, so just to give Welcome you- Welcome to the thesaurus hour. <laughs> this week, 
We're focusing on funds, fortunes. <laughs> uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory, Paul and I left very good jobs in California. So we understand what it's like to kind of free fall a little bit and go, uh-oh, well, we're going to do something in Tennessee and it may make a little less money. Uh, I loved my job with the Folsom Police Department. And when I came here, I went and looked about dispatching as a 911 dispatcher. And I went, what? They make what? How much do they make? Compared to California, it seemed to be uh, a lot less, right? But I, I soon realized it's not what you make. It's what you keep. Yeah. And when we you know moved out here, we weren't sure how it was going to go. But we just decided, you know, to a certain extent, that failure wasn't an option. And so we were going to figure out how to make it work. So, for example, when we first got here, I wasn't able to practice law right away. I had to, you know, take the bar exam here, and that took more time than we thought it would, and other hoops that I had to jump through that, that we didn't anticipate when we got here. But we just decided, okay, you know what? Then we'll figure out a way. So here's what we have to do. Here's how we do it. Because we realized it was going to be for the short term. I was looking at maybe a year, year and a half. Okay, then that's what we do for a year to year and a half to get to where we are now, which is 10 years down the road and in a better spot than we would have been in California. Which I think, I really think matters. When your kids see you doing that, when your kids see you sacrificing a little bit, I mean, this is this is the American dream, right? When your kids look back and go, what? Oh, my parents did what? They may not recognize what you're doing right now. Some of them may be giving you some pushback, but in the end, I really think your your grandkids or great grandkids may just say, "Wow, that might have been tough for mom and dad to move to Tennessee." But I think they'll they'll appreciate it. And so, just to kind of dovetail back, so Dran refers to this as a as a rescue mission. So I guess you could call us the Carpathia of the Titanic because the Carpathia was a rescue ship that showed up. I love that. You know, it didn't show up. The SS California, which was twenty miles away from the Titanic, failed to answer the distress call. And just kept on sailing. So California failed to rescue the Titanic. Shut up. Along came the Carpathia. Shut up. Was seriously the SS California out yeah. there? Yeah. You are killing me. They failed to answer the distress call. That is... What? Well, no, it's not awesome. Well, it's not awesome. It's interesting. It's Come on, that works so well. Mm -hmm. How did we just come up with that now? I should say you came up with that. That's fantastic. I can call you King of the Carpathians. Well, they're not really a nation, but sure. Fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> so so to kind of go back, what's your objective? What's your why, guys? This is this is your time to really sit down with your spouse and go, hey, what is our why? You know, if you're anything like my husband and you're sharing with your spouse on a daily basis, all the things that are driving you insane or like Paul said, I'm going to have a logic stroke. Uh, the more he learned what was getting passed in the legislature, the more he saw the laws uh, being put in place. Again, this was 10 years ago. He was a lot more sensitive to uh, government overreach. And, and the why helps you kind of figure out, you know, your destination. So when you answer the why question, it helps you figure out where you want to end up. Because if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Well, I, there's this quote, and I don't know who said it, but it said, finding your reason why is the first step to finding success. Finding your reason why is the first step to finding success. So I want you to be incredibly honest about your why, because a lot of times we'll put something in that blank and really, we really, there's something else that might go a little bit above that. So I'm going to give a good example. We have clients that will come out and they'll be like, hey, my why is my kids. It is my kids, 100%, and I'll just, I, I don't want them masked or I don't, they're going to push vaccines, give all the reasons for their why. And then we start house hunting. And then all of a sudden their objective changes. 
Now it's like, hey, I'm not going to be happy if I don't get 20 acres. I want one, I can't, I won't be happy with one. So I have to kind of go, okay, what's your objective? Or they'll say, hey, I want an investment property. And we'll go, okay, this is these are the options for the investment properties in the areas that you have said that we've discussed and agreed on. And then all of a sudden it's like, but you know what? This county, whatever, fill in the blank. And it's like, okay, but what is your objective? Your objective is what you need to keep moving towards. And also as importantly, the why can also help you focus on maybe Tennessee is not the right place for you. So if your why is, I want to be closer to the ocean and a beach, well, then Tennessee's not for you. If your why is, I want a place that has 75 degree weather year round, no rain, no humidity, no thunderstorms, then Tennessee is not for you. Uh, if your why is you've got to be within 15 minutes of a super target, that is no joke, we've had clients say that, well, then Tennessee is going to have limited options for you because we only have a couple of those here versus California that's got one on every street corner. So, I mean, that's a little bit, you know, those are a little bit kind of facetious examples, but the point is when you really start to drill down to your why, that will help you potentially eliminate places and areas that you don't want to be. And I forget who it was that said it. We're, we're, we're taking a lot of stuff from people without giving them proper credit. <laughs> I don't know. But they call it the seven the seven question rule. Ask yourself why seven times. And by the time you get to the seventh one, you usually drill down. So why do you want to move to Tennessee? Why that area? Why, why, why? And just keep asking yourself why. And usually by about the seventh why, you've, you've, you've gotten to the point that you're really trying to get to. I think it makes complete sense to want to be 15 minutes from a super target. I think that's genius. It's not far. My wallet says that's not far enough. <laughs> so what we wanted to do today, guys, is not just give you all kinds of research and all, but we wanted to help you with something that is going to make a difference when you do decide to start moving forward, wherever that is. If you're moving to Idaho or Montana or Texas, we want you to just remember you guys need to be a team. I should say, if you're married, you need to be a team. Talk about what your why is and then help the other guide that person back because as you kind of get spun off sometimes in different directions, you need to remember what is your objective and always remember that this is a long game. This is not a short game. And that can help you through some of those tough times where, hey, yeah, maybe you're having a little bit of trouble finding a place. We've made an offer on, you know, two or three homes. Now we're coming up on the fourth one and you're starting to get a little bit discouraged. That's where you say, you know, what was my why? Okay, so I will I will work through this. I will get to this point. When you start packing your stuff up and you're on that fifth cardboard box you're taping together, well, here's my why. Here's why I'm doing this. So then you go and you tape that sixth cardboard box. So it'll help you focus and stay motivated. I think maybe once you do get to the place you're going to, then you can start your list of what is my won't. And my won'ts are I won't have to deal with that again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a podcast episode. Mm -hmm. I won't have to deal with that again. Real quick. We just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Because of you, we are incredibly blessed to have the company that we have, Maplewood Realty, and the job that we do. It is probably one of the biggest surprises, I would say, of our lives, just what a blessing it is to be able to help you uh, navigate a move like this. And so we're here to help you regardless of where you decide to land in Tennessee. So if you uh, are looking at East Tennessee, like Chattanooga, Knoxville, Uh, the Tri-Cities area up in the northeast part of Tennessee. We have put together people there that can help you out as well that understand our clients. Because one of the things that we know is unique to what we do is we can speak your language. So we understand California. We understand some of the regions in California. And and so we're able to 
relate to you on that level. And as best we can, we've tried to find people in Tennessee that share those same beliefs and values. We will email you guys a questionnaire and then you can actually ask yourselves a lot of these questions that'll help you kind of navigate this move. And then we'll give you a call and talk to you about the next steps to making Tennessee home. Thanks for listening to Exodus California. We are so grateful for listeners like you. Show us your appreciation and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends. If you'd like to receive personalized real estate listings, email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com. And let us help you make Tennessee home. Um, no, you can just grab it. Oh, wait, I'll just say just this. Say, wait, I'm just going to say this. Your why can help answer and what... So, this is what... This is... It is no secret that Tennessee is the Bible of the buckle, but... Okay, dear. Barbecue's ready.